Other Guys podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Pizzelli, and I am joined, as always, by Ryan Norberg. So, Ryan, today we have an exciting episode. You and me are going to try to get canceled, right? Yep, time to get canceled. So, this episode is going to focus on cancel culture, how we view it from the everyday lens of just kind of like an everyday person. And if we see, and if we also think that it's justified in a lot of cases, some cases, and kind of like how we go about that and how we filter that through social media and through any other kind of media outlet. So to start, start us off, Ryan, what's your, I guess, take on cancel culture and what's your definition of cancel culture? So my definition of cancel culture is basically it's an act in which someone does something that's seen against, I would say, the norm or seen as offensive and their entire life gets like canceled. <laughs> like ironic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, I would say that my definition is about the same. Um, I think we both, we can get into the nitty gritty of kind of the sub details of it. But yeah, it's pretty much someone says or does something controversial and then their whole life is just done and you never hear from them again, never hear about like nothing, which honestly is pretty interesting to think about that someone could spend their whole life building it up. And then one thing comes out, whether it's actually proven, whether it's just allegations and then, and then they're canceled and then their whole life is pretty much just nothing. It's kind of sad. And at times it's justified, but at times it doesn't seem like, no, the, the overall thing of cancel culture, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And yeah. I understand it's justified when people take, like, terrible actions. I'd say, like, one of the ones that just popped in my head was Louis C.K. got canceled, like, from the world because he was doing some, like, really messed up stuff. Like, nothing really illegal, I guess, but some just really kind of cringy stuff. And you're like, why are you doing that? So I think that that that's a justified cancel. <laughs> yeah. But you have the other spectrum where it's like someone sends a tweet and like 10 years later, someone finds the tweet and they're like, I can't believe you said this. And then you're canceled, which is absurd to me. So you kind of brought up an interesting point. So with Louis, with Louis CK, up until that point, he was making specials on Netflix. He was a pretty famous and productive comedian. I feel like a lot of times cancel culture from what we generally see it being attacked at comedians because the argument for Louis CK was, Oh, that's just Louis CK being funny. He's just being a comic. He's just being a comedian. It's a shtick to do what he did. And you see that happen a lot of times with, with other comedians, they'll go through a cycle of trying to get canceled, but generally they're able to bounce back. Do you see, like, do you understand the like, or see the difference as well? Yeah, I think, comedians are an easy kind of target for cancel culture being that they're always trying to say something funny. Um, Louis CK, he was, his actions were not really funny. They're really creepy. Um, if he said something offensive, I think he would have been fine. People would have just shrugged it off, but you have like, it seems like today in 2020, everyone's anybody can be canceled. Like we're, we're about to get canceled. I'm sure after this episode, but we're, we only got 15 people listening to us, Ryan. Come on, we got we to gotta expand more before yeah. that happens. Uh, but like, if you look back even like Chappelle's show 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, if he said any of that stuff now, and even though there's reruns and all this stuff, if he said any of it now, he would get canceled. In fact, he's like still constantly, every time he comes out with a special, getting canceled. I think that 
comedians, their whole, like people forget the point of a, or some of these professions where their whole point is to point out uh, the uncomfortable. So they have to yeah. go through those boundaries and they have to sometimes cross that line to make that, make those observations. And I feel like a lot of times the cancel culture is like automatically jumping on them, not allowing them to reach that point and actually get their point across of what they're trying to demonstrate. Yeah, I mean, in the whole scheme of things, comedians should be kind of exempt from that even criticism in terms of certain things. Obviously, if they start going on and saying some like horrendously offensive things, then maybe not. There's a they don't display it as a joke. Yeah, there's always a boundary. But I, I haven't seen a comedian that said something so like ridiculously offensive that they should have been canceled, in which they are. Now... But I'm not surprised. Like cancel, comedians are the easy target for the, the cancel people. A lot of people call it the blue checkmark brigade on Twitter because it's a bunch of people you've never heard of that are verified on Twitter who just cancel someone. And it's affecting everyone now. You, I mean, we had you get NFL players that are getting drafted and they said some tweet like 10 years ago and then they're like, look what he said. He's racist or he, he's an idiot. And these kids at the time are like, 14 years old like what do you expect they're idiots and then you're gonna you're gonna hold them accountable for something they did six years ago that's ridiculous i think that brings up a whole a bunch of stuff one of the things i want to hit on with that to begin with these athletes like you just said are saying stuff when they're like 14 15 years we're not much older than all these athletes coming out when we were 14 15 one we weren't very smart right we were like the stuff going through our heads we were like what the heck is this also at the time like twitter facebook all these social media pages and sites were like brand new we had no idea what they were how long they would last all this stuff was new to us at the time and they're saying things that in the moment they're just trying to be funny and they're getting brought up later on in their life after they've spent 15 years 10 15 years of growing as a person it takes away the idea and the concept they can leave their high school in Alabama. They can go to some big school and they can learn and grow as a person because they're around a different environment. So like, why bring up something that they did as a mistake? I don't really understand. No, it's absurd. And the thing that I'm seeing now, which I'm actually glad seeing, I think cancel culture in a whole is absolutely ridiculous. And I ironically say, I hope it's canceled. Um, but you have famous celebrities now that are part of this cancel culture being like, I can't believe you said that, blah, blah, blah. And then they absolutely destroy this person's life. But now they're getting canceled, which is hilarious because it's, it's the world they made and now they're suffering from their own hands. Like Jimmy Kimmel is a guy who constantly gets on there and just makes everybody feel terrible for who they are. And now he's getting canceled because he did some terrible, like not even terrible, he, he did blackface and... He literally has been on TV saying how ridiculous blackface is. And then he ended up doing it a couple years ago and someone found the video. And now he's canceled. So it's, it's funny. It's just, it's karma. At the end of the day, it's just karma. Yeah, karma is a good word for it. it. It brings up the point of once you put something out there, it's always going to be out there, right? So I think it also weaves into the idea that people grow, people change, people's ideas and thoughts change over time they grow as my ideas five years ago were vastly different from the ideas and thoughts that i have now jimmy kimmel's i'm sure at the time when he was did blackface what was it like in the 90s or something like that 20 some years ago his ideas and thoughts and what he thought was funny were 
different from what they are now when he's been saying that blackface is bad and he's been saying all this stuff. And I think that it's not that one, that he did this terrible thing and that it's wrong. No one's denying that it's wrong. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge that he grew as, potentially grew as a person, potentially changed his ideas. Both things can be right at the same time, correct? Or yeah, I, I don't think, no, I agree with you. I don't think that we should be uh, judged for something we did uh, half a decade or a decade ago, unless it's something that is ridiculous. Like, what, what would be ridiculous? You're a criminal. Well, like, I think I'm a big believer in that your actions speak louder than your words. So when it comes to saying something stupid, I don't think you should be canceled for that. If you go and do something stupid, you should be held accountable for your actions. But just because you're saying something does not mean that it's something either you mean or it's something you said that was you regret. And you should be able to have that kind of buffer and like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I apologize for saying that. Because we've all said stuff that's dumb and we look back and go, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That's a good distinction and good way to look at it of actions versus like your words, I guess, and how you're supposed to interpret that. And yeah, it brings up a good point of like when you look at someone who is about to get canceled or has gotten canceled, the way I view it of the way I filter it, if it's a comedian, for example, I look at their, the context of what they said and the context, the reason why they're getting canceled. I also look at it from a view of if that person, regardless of kind of like, this may be a new take and a bad way to look at some of these people, but if they're a good action, if they start in a lot of action movies and they're really good at what they do, or if they're an NFL player and they, they're really good at what they do, I honestly, like, I don't give a shit what they said, regardless of how controversial it is. If they're doing their job, I'm still going to watch that person in an action movie. I'm not going to be like, oh, that guy's in it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it. It has nothing to do with what they said or did. Have you ever found yourself in that situation of, I just don't care. Now there are lines and things that you, that we do need to care about, but it, there's a lot of times that they're like getting can't like they're getting canceled or brought up and controversies around them for like really nothing that's of relevance or importance. Yeah. I think that I fall in that line a little bit. Um, like Louis C.K. didn't get canceled because of what he said. He got canceled because he was doing yeah. some creepy stuff with women. Nothing illegal, but he was just doing some creepy stuff. Um, but like, Ch and, like Chappelle's a good example. Like we brought it up earlier of like the things he's saying are controversial, but I don't really care what he's saying. I'm there. I'm like, I'm listening to him for a, a laugh. I'm listening to like, be, like make myself laugh and have a good time watching him. I'm not, I don't care what he's saying that's controversial. It doesn't affect me on a personal level. It doesn't affect me in that way that so many people get so offended about. Yeah, I think that falls again along the lines that it's, it's your actions speak louder than your words. If Chappelle was going around and he said something controversial and then he acted upon that, that controversy, it might be a different situation. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to do his job. He's trying to find things that are just out there and funny and make people a little uncomfortable to laugh at. I think we could take it into a broader term of right now what's going on in the world is that historical figures are getting canceled for stuff that they said or did like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Like George and Washington, I, Thomas Jefferson. I want to elaborate on my kind of idea of that. So yeah. we can take George Washington for, he found, he not founded America. <laughs> I almost yeah. said that. He was um, one of the founding fathers. Yes. One of the founding fathers, first U S president. He did a lot of good 
And yes, he owned slaves. But I think when it comes to things that happened in the past, you have to take them into context of what was socially acceptable at the time. Because at the time, in the United States, slavery was legal. It's 100% legal. Obviously, we look back at it now from 2020 and go, I can't believe this was legal. Terrible things. But all throughout history, some really terrible things we don't agree with now happened, and it was socially acceptable back then. So do you take Washington's stance at the time that was, it was socially acceptable, and we cancel him today because it's not? I think that is where cancel culture is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, I was literally, it's funny because I was just about to bring up George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all this stuff, that what they did was, it, it's again, it outweighs their actions. They were doing things that founded the country. He was the general for the Revolutionary War, gaining our independence from England, right? So how does him owning slaves in a time where every single person owned a slave every single person there was not a person who didn't own a slave had well a slave. Separate, but yeah okay <laughs> yeah you know that. what i mean yeah yeah you know clarify I mean. that that why is he getting canceled for for that doesn't make sense everyone was doing the exact same thing he just did something that was so great and so helpful to the country i just don't deem it on the you can't you have no. to have the context I don't do it on the same level. Now, if you told me that at the time George Washington had the opportunity to, let's say that half the country didn't have slaves and the other half did, and he said, you know what, I want to keep my slaves, then you might be able to have that discussion. You might be able to say, okay, that was a little weird that he decided that he would keep his slaves when the rest of the world or rest of the country is not. But at the time, everybody had slaves. So how can you turn around and look at that one guy and say, I can't believe how terrible you are, even though you helped uh, uh, start the United States of America, which ended up ending slavery. So his actions led to much greater things. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit here, but a big one is my, my father's uh, English, stepfather's English. And Winston Churchill is obviously a huge figure in, in the UK. Very famous guy. He helped, he helped defeat the Nazis. Very obviously big figure. Well, they have a group of people in England trying to cancel him now, which is ridiculous to me because they actually had a, one of their version of their politicians came out and they asked him, why are you standing here? He goes, I'm protecting this statue because if it wasn't for this man, if you look behind me, we have the UK flag flying. It would be a Nazi flag if it wasn't for this man. And it's absurd that you guys need to cancel him for some comments that he made like seven years ago. Longer than that. Yeah, he said seven, 70? Yeah. It, uh, upsetting. It's, we're trying to, in this time that we live in, where we're trying to correct history, we're trying to erase history. You can correct history and the future, but you still have to have history happened. Like the Civil War happened. Civil rights happened. World War II happened. Everything that happened and all the leaders that were a part of it, they said stuff that at the time, or did stuff potentially, that at the time was okay. You can't look back on it and think that history would be completely different if George Washington didn't own slaves. It might have been, but who's to say? You can't make that argument. You have to take it for the historical context that it... No, it's, it's not fair. It's really not fair that we sit here and we try to cancel great historical people 
And it goes back to the, the old saying we used to hear as kids that if you don't learn your history, you're bound to repeat it. And if we're going to try to wipe out history, we'll never learn about the things that they did that was right. We'll just know them from their evils. And yeah. it's wrong to me. It, it's such a small, narrow context to look at, at history through the lens that everything they did was evil, right? It, it's, you need, like, people don't broaden it out for whatever reason. And it comes to my next point of the people that are doing this, you mentioned celebrities, but a lot of the driving force behind this are like fucking 17-year-olds. They're young kids. Half the stuff that's like potentially getting canceled or getting any notoriety on Twitter, Facebook, the internet are these young kids, high school kids or very early college students going out and trying to cancel all these people. There's a student, 17 years old, you know, Trader Joe's? Yeah. You know this story? No, I haven't heard the story. So they had these burritos. They called them Trader Jose's. He deemed that this was cultural uh, appropriation. Appropriation. And he started a petition. It got only 20,000 signatures. 20,000, in my opinion, is not a lot. But they got 20,000 signatures. Trader Joe's came out and said, we're no longer going to serve or we're still going to have these burritos, we're not going to call them Trader Jose's anymore. Like, who gives a fuck? It's a fucking burrito from Trader Joe's. It's their, like, it's their thing. It's their shtick. It's what they do. So what makes you some 17-year-old kid in some basement okay to judge what Trader Joe's stands for? Like, I bet that kid never once went to their Trader Joe's page and looked at their core values or anything like them as a company. He just saw this thing, deemed it cultural appropriation, and all of a sudden the internet takes off with it. Anybody can do that. And it's so absurd to me that they can just do that willy-nilly about anything they see. My issue right now with cancel culture in terms of like that is when you, you pick on little things like that, it's absurd to me that you can have so little people, so, such a small amount of people dictate what a massive company would do when in reality if Trader Joe's came out and said, all right, we're just going to have a poll we're going to ask you, do you really find this offensive? And I guarantee you like 80% of the people would say no, but they, they just made that little 20% happy. But it, it, and here's what I've defined it as. The reason why Trader Joe's gives into these irrational demands, not Trader Joe's, let's just say the world, gives into these little irrational demands by these people that have nothing else to do but go around and be offended is because they, they know that the people who aren't offended won't care if the name is changed or the thing is changed because we have other things to do in our lives than complain. It's the people that have nothing else to do but complain are so annoying that it's easier for them just to give in and remove them because they're not going to lose business from us because we're going to be like, I don't care if you change the name, whatever, but they might lose business from the annoying people and that's the problem. And like the 17 year old kid we mentioned earlier when we were that age, like what were we ever thinking? What gives him a right to be 17 years old, what makes him so justified in this world to deem it necessary? And 10 years from now, is he going to be like, yeah, guys, in, my, in, my, in his resume, is he going to have first bullet point, I canceled Trader Jose's? No, like no one's going to care. No one, people are going to move on in like four months about whether he, about that happening. You know, like it's just mind boggling that they care, just be offended at everything. When in reality, like six years now, stuff like that, the small stuff, the small complaining about it, it's going to be obsolete. It's just pointless. Why do it? 
no, I hate I hate the cancel culture because it's the most. It's also the second or not second. One of the most hypocritical things I've ever seen. So you have a company I love them, Nike. Obviously, Drum and I went to the University of Oregon, so Nike's like indoctrinated into us. But they have issues, and they give in a lot of the time to people who complain about stuff, and they just end up giving in, which is really ironic, being that their shoes are made with basically, I wouldn't say slave labor, but they're paying them next to nothing to make these shoes and they sell them for $200, $300. And people turn a blind eye to that, but then they pick on something like, oh, Nike didn't say this in their slogan, it was offensive. Like, why don't you pick on like the bigger issue, not this little phrase or little like logo or anything that seems to be a big deal to you, but you're okay with them using like cheap labor to make your shoes? but you're upset because they, they had an offensive logo. That's ridiculous. It makes no sense. And the big professional athletes are a little bit, they're being called out for this, like LeBron James, because he hops on this, um, criticizes the United States, which he has the right to do. That's fine. But people call him out and say, you're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars from Nike who use like slave labor almost and you're criticizing the U.S. for things that China has been doing forever and on a much bigger scale. Like China has concentration camps right now. And they seem to be, have a, they seem to be really quiet about that, but they're really quick to jump on the little stuff. That's, why I'm up, that's what upsets me about cancel culture. Fully agree. And this may be kind of, I do kind of want to talk about it, but I don't know if it's appropriate, but I think it shows the way... 17 year things. So the, the riots up in Portland, right? Again, you have one of the leaders causing these riots up in Portland is a 17 year old kid, literally 17 years old. The dude is in high school. He's the main like provocateur of the riots happening up. Why is it such a terrible thing to have like some adults come in the room and be like, you know what you're doing? You have been on this earth for 17 years. You don't know shit. You know nothing. Like, we've gone to school. We've gone to college. We've done all this stuff. We've done the research. We've lived jobs. We've lived life. You don't know jack shit. And we're sitting here as, like, 24-year-olds. Like, we don't know everything. But at least we acknowledge that we don't know. So if you have kids who feel like they are empowered in this situation to do whatever they want, 10 years from now, like, what? Like, what real-life world experience are they going to have? I don't understand the thought process behind like picking on the little things, being so young, picking on the little thing, worrying about certain things when they just don't understand. Because again, you pointed out Nike, the people that are pointing out the things about what they're saying are these, the younger generation and the athletes turn a blind eye. That's whatever, but it's the younger generation. Whereas the older people, us older 40 year olds, I'm sure your parents are like, China's literally killing people. They have concentration camps. Like, that's terrible. That's worse than like majority of the stuff that's going on here, but no one cares. It's just, it is incredibly hypocritical and it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say that like we, we should use the excuse that anything bad that happens in the U S be like, well, it's worse somewhere else. I don't, I don't want to use that excuse, but I do think that people make a much bigger deal out of something that happens in the U S and then they turn a blind eye to other things that happen. And they like say, well, this country does this, but yeah, they also do a lot of this stuff. So, not every country's perfect. No, there and is no country that's perfect. There's no country that's perfect. And I, I think that's funny is because we, we sit here and pretend like there is, 
and we're trying to erase history through cancel culture, erase people. And if you delete everything that has a different opinion than you are, it's going to be a big problem in the United States. It's okay. going to cause a lot of generations to grow up and not even think for themselves. They're going to think through the masses. And that, that basically comes, you're complicit in doing whatever the government tells you to do, which yeah. is not right. That's not freedom at all. That's not anything the United States stands for. And we're like breeding this group of kids to think that way. Like my friend thinks this way or so I should think that way and I shouldn't question it or this and that. Like you and I have a lot of things in common, but we'd also argue about stuff because we don't agree on certain things. That's healthy. Like I don't want to hang out with someone that just thinks the way I do because I already think that way. I don't need you to tell me the stuff I already think about. And that's what cancel culture is. It's this guy said this, so we cannot agree on him. We cannot, this is terrible. We have to cancel him because he's not thinking like we are. Yeah. It, it stunts growth as a human being. It doesn't allow you to, to grow and prosper. We keep bringing up the point of like, you can't grow, you can't make those mistakes. It, I don't get it. Like, what was it? Five, six, seven years ago when we were coming out of high school, they started canceling competitive sports. You wouldn't get a trophy yeah. afterward because... It was unfair for everyone. Now you're seeing it like on an extreme level of, oh, this, like you just said, this person disagrees with me. I have to cancel them. Therefore, they're out of my way. And I'm just going to have a bunch of people that agree with That's not healthy. And I, I think it was know. James. I think it was James Harrison. Um, played for the Steelers, obviously. He played for the Pats for a year too. Remember that story came out in ESPN that he, his kids were playing peewee football and they won like third place or whatever. And they gave him, he called it a participation trophy and he made the kids give it back yeah. and they were not allowed to accept it. And everyone jumped down his throat and he goes, look, my kids didn't win this. And I'm not going to raise a bunch of kids that, that think that just cause they don't win means that they should get something. I want them to be competitive. I want them to, to realize that they lost this year and they come back hungrier next year to win. And I think it's super important to be competitive in the world. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to say, well, competitiveness breeds greed and all this stuff. And I, I understand that. But when people aren't competitive, we get lazy. We settle for things that are not as good as they should be. And we kind of just turn into this lollygag society of, oh, it's okay that you did that. I'll accept. I'll forgive you for that. As long as you think that I, I should get forgiven too. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's most absurd thing I think of when I think of the last three years is cancel culture and the idea that everyone should think like everybody else should. It's wrong. It is very wrong. And what's really frustrating about it is we, the mass takes in cancel culture through social media, specifically through Twitter, right? Twitter is like an echo chamber of just short snapshot ideas that are made to get your endorphins up and make you feel a certain way super quick, right? You're not you don't think clearly when you're on, you get stressed, you feel anxiety, you feel all this. And that's where people, all these people are getting canceled on Twitter. And as a person who used to have Twitter, let me tell you, getting rid of Twitter, Ryan, you, you told me to do this. Getting rid of Twitter was one of the greatest things I've done for like my anxiety. It just releases it. And you just, they can't, it's fine to a point canceling certain people for certain things to then make it extreme and try to cancel people for certain things on the extreme level of Twitter, even though that certain thing isn't really what it is, is where I think the line has been crossed and I don't think we can ever get back to it. No, I I agree. I think you've over canceled canceling culture. 
And I think the big thing is when you look historically through historians, you want to look about the context in which they, the time period they were living in and what was socially acceptable back then compared to now, instead of judging them saying, we're going to cancel it. Like I'm fine with the whole like Confederate flag stuff. We need to cancel this. Like this is ridiculous. The reason why I'm okay with that is because they lost the war. We don't se- we don't, we, sh- we don't celebrate second place. I don't want to hear about some group of people that failed at their mission. And I'm glad they failed. So why are we celebrating second place? We should have one flag. It's the United States flag. And that's it. But even I won't, flag, I won't with that. Even the flag is like starting to get canceled. There was college, colleges that were taking the flag down because it's too divisive. Yeah, that's, like, that's ridiculous. It stands for everyone in the United States. It's not, like it's, it's not like it just stands for one thing. It stands for every person who lives in the United States, flies under the flag. I'm proud of the flag. Love it to death. Yeah. Confederate flag, don't care. They lost the war. They don't get to have the glory. We don't celebrate second place, remember? So I don't care about that issue. Um, I just think is what I've noticed is once, you, once we gave into this cancel culture being like, okay, maybe that person should be canceled. It opened up the floodgates of like, everybody's vulnerable now. Anybody can be canceled. And that is the biggest issue here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully this doesn't come back, you know, and hopefully it actually sparks some, some discussion. I'm assuming Ryan, you don't really have anything else to, to add to it or we've kind of, we kind of spat a lot of stuff out. Yeah. I think we got it off our chest. It was a frustrating thing. It was a good venting session. Yeah. It was a good venting session. I will say though, Jerome is right. I, we, we both deleted our Twitters about what, four months ago. And it takes a lot of like, weird anxiety away i don't have anxiety unless you open the app but once you get on the app you like read things and you're just like that's ridiculous and i think you live kind of more free you live through yourself more if you just don't rely so much on social media i still have instagram and so does he but i don't even use it that much and you can't really i don't think it's that bad you're just looking at pictures it's a little different from twitter so we recommend delete twitter it allows you to find the news and the information that you supposedly get on Twitter for yourself, which again is very self-fulfilling. Yeah. Relax, everybody. Take a chill pill. So that concludes our episode. One of the things I do want to mention, and in the description of this episode, we have our website. Through our website, you are allowed to send in a voice message. We want you guys to do this so we can take the voice message for improvements for the show any ideas for a possible news show that you want to talk about. And if you want, we'll even add it into the episode. So that way we have the listener's point of view. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and catch us next week where we will be talking about aliens and space, some super fun stuff, some super controversial stuff. And hopefully you guys will find it kind of interesting. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.